and directed by Wayne Anton Novelli. Music score by Picasso Zapanti. Comic book illustration for graphic novel created by the artist Wayne Odrano. Produced by Wayne Anton Novelli, Sharon Harvey, and James Warhalla. With effects music by Weed Killer. In association with Vince Sabia and Socialitize Social Media Development Group Incorporated. Episode 6. We continue with our saga of Mortimer Daisy with his Daisy Chain Serum. He has amped up his brain power to operate all of the functions of his alter ego, Robot X. Now, he is testing the bounds of his abilities. To test his new power and strength, Mort started to trash his laboratory with robotic feats of strength. He threw a lab table across the room like it was as light as a piece of paper. Then he picked up a 2,000 pound piece of equipment and threw it straight up and right through the skylight in the ceiling. And it landed on a parked car, a block away. After he flung the equipment through the roof, his tortured aide decided he wanted to get some air. So he smashed through the back door that led to the alley. Then Mort decided to go on his wilding spree of terror through the alley. Because of the bad reaction to the daisy chain serum, Robot X was now destroying his way through the back alleys of the dark and rainy city. After the first initial reaction to the serum was negative and destructive, Mort's brain now was assimilating to it and learning how to interact with it and ultimately control it to use it to achieve his altruistic goals and save the human race from itself. As the psychotropic serum coursed through his veins, now his brain was not only adapting to the drug, but excelling with it. The serum and his brain were running in unison to an endgame of godlike glory. Now in his 20-foot-high robot body, he was just a deranged, wilding brute smashing his way through the back alleys of New York. By the morning, in the apex of darkness of the night, right before the dawn, he was spotted by nocturnal homeless vagabonds, throwing a dumpster at police officers as they were called in to apprehend him. After a newspaper photographer had gotten a blurry photo of him, adrenal smashing all through the night, after the photos were printed on the front page of all the major newspapers of the city, the legend of Robot X had grown like Bigfoot. After a while of adapting to the formula, Mort's brain started to configure to a point that his abilities started to enhance as he kept taking it. Now instead of smashing around into garbage cans with no control of dexterity and coordination, after a large dose, Mort had started to learn how to climb up the side of buildings with the suit. 
He had built-in salvos in the robot's hands and feet that would drill into the brick mortar of the buildings and allow him to scale them with less effort it would take for an infant to smash an egg. In short, with the robot leading the way and the serum leading his brainwaves to think and do bigger and bolder, Mort with the help of the robot was slowly becoming a giant among men as he smashed, scaled, and leaped over buildings. Mort was evolving. He was growing in mental strength. And as his mind was expanding, so was his ego. The more power he obtained, the more he wanted and needed. The serum was draining him as it was ruling him. His whole demeanor was changing. He wasn't the shy and reserved geeky scientist anymore. He was feeling the surge of power from the serum. He wanted and needed more. Not just the trip, but at that point, his exaggerated ego needed it to survive. Because his alter ego was dominating his brainwaves, Mort was becoming bored with his nocturnal exploits. Threshing dumpsters wasn't good enough anymore, and one night, Mort witnessed a carjacking going on, so not only did Mort destroy the robbers' weapons and detain them, but he also had taken them and the stolen car, then delivered the whole package right to the top of the police precinct steps. Sarge, you're not gonna believe this. Somebody just delivered a brand new stolen BMW and the gangsters that stole it right to the front steps. And then the newspaper headlines followed. To all the loyal droning American public and the ships at sea. News flash! Robot X has just sworn at another illegal car caper gone bad! Thank God America for Robot X! Mort's exploits were becoming glorious, but they were taking their toll. The more he kept taking the serum, the more power it would unlock in his psyche and the wilder he would go on his midnight berserker sprees through the city. The more he consumed, the more the daisy chain serum would demand a price to be paid in noticeable deleterious physical decay and treasure. He was starting to slip with trying to stay stealth and out of the front pages of the papers. The reporters were getting more photos of him doing amazing feats. And after a while, they even named him Robot X. A reporter named Mickey Lake named him that after an incident had arisen that Mickey had shown up to get some pictures of a burning building in a midtown fire and as he was snapping the pics a part of the burning soffit of the building had broken free. Then Mort and his robot were there because of other circumstances. As the fiery building wall came plummeting down on Mickey, the cops, firemen and local bystanders being assured that they all would be destroyed violently in a devastating horrific death. At that moment, Mort smashed his way out of the burning building and slapped the molten facade out of the way, saving the day, or in this case, the night, for the stalwart first responders and Mickey. Then in a quicksilver moment of jubilation, of dodging death, because Mort's robot saved the crew, Mickey named him Robot X, because Mickey was so happy to be saved from the burning jaws of death. 
at the height of mayhem and enthralled joy of salvage survival, he yelled out, that was extra large! A catch saying he always loved to expound when something grand and exciting happened. First he said the excited mantra, and then the headlines followed right across the front pages of the papers. And then everyone in the city were telling tall tales of the sightings of the extra-large robot. After a while, the papers evolved the name from the extra-large robot to Robot X. They felt the name was more catchy and could sell it better. Bizarrely, even though the papers named him Robot X, the letter X was the letter he was up to in the letter named failed experiments anyway for the Alphabots. So the name was branded into his and the Robot X's destiny. Unfortunately, as Mort's mind expanded, his little serum addiction habit was starting to become too expensive for him to bear. The more he took, the more powerful his brain became and the more serum he needed. To obtain the chemicals required to synthesize the Daisy Chain Serum, it was becoming very expensive. A lot of them were very exotic and had to be shipped in from the Orient. And after the effect would wear off, the toxicology spiking was taking a toll on his body. The drug was drawing an enormous amount of blood from his extremities and rerouting it to his brain to keep him high functioning. In the morning, when he would wake up from his alter ego endeavors, Mort was paralyzed. Because of the lack of blood to all of his limbs for large periods of time, they were atrophying. So he had to invent a weaponized, motorized wheelchair to get him around during the days. So Mort began to adapt to the notion that at night, with the robot's help, he was a titan. And during the day, when the serum wore off, he was reduced to being a sniveling, doddering, paraplegic plebeian. Almost a position sent to him as a curse from God. As a payment for the power that human beings weren't supposed to obtain in the first place. The more serum he had taken, the more serum he needed. The bills were piling up and his government contracts were drying up. He was getting desperate. He needed new streams of revenue. And as he kept taking the drug that fuels the massive robot, the more his intelligence grew, the more his aggression and ambition increased exponentially. So as Mort ran out of money and the serum that has elevated his aggression levels through the roof, he changed his late night marauding management style and testing program from being a robot vigilante fighting the good fight for justice in the city to becoming a high level bank robber, a supervillain to finance his habit with no superhero in sight or existed at all in those days to oppose his will. After a few close calls with the police and he was jonesing for serum so he was low on power, Mort secured a foothold on his habit by stealing and then he robbed enough money to capitalize his robot program. He didn't wait for anyone to give him a hand up anymore, like the government. He did it the all-American corporate businessman scumbag way and took what he wanted, no matter who had gotten destroyed in the process. This will be a management style that he will ruthlessly embrace for many more years of being a tyrant and cybernetic d 
dictator. He realized after being captured on video by the media battling the police while robbing his 10th bank that he couldn't sustain this bank robbing lifestyle forever. So he decided, with his great intelligence, to diversify his money holdings. Because for years as a hobby, in his lonely room, he was a solitary scientist dedicated to his work, devoid of any social skills and ability to interact with people, never mind find a girl and get a date that he wouldn't be able to sexually perform with anyway. Because the serum had taken all the blood that would go to his dick and sent it to his brain. An affliction that not even Super Viagra could remedy. So because his mind was acting purely based on mathematical logic and devoid of any sexuality, as a hobby, he loved to write and draw children's books. One night while raging on Daisy Chain Serum and working on his children's book called The Old Reliable Stove, he was drawing the appliances in the book using the appliances in his apartment as still life models. Mort's mind started to hallucinate again from reaching a new plateau from the serum. Visually, the room started melting and then swirling into a liquid vortex. After the spinning came to a halt, the appliances started vibrating. Then the stove started to speak in a craggy sea hag vernacular, probably embedded in his unconscious thoughts from the hundreds of seafood meals prepared there in the past. It was a voice laden with shrimp carcasses as its forefathers. Then the stove said, but you are the one, the virus giver of death. You are the one that will kill the herd. You're here to fulfill your destiny and wash away the weak and clear away some retards so the rest of us can cover the to which Mort replied, Why would I do that? Because it needs to be done. There are too many consumers on the planet and not enough planet to consume. So it's time to start pulling some weeds. Get to it, weed killer. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to be the leader! But why me? Because you're the winner of Let's Make a Death Deal! And you picked door number three! You got the grand prize! And it's genocide! No! installment of Circle Origins The Mortimer Daisy Files Part of Psycho Surfer of the Apocalypse And now let's play out with the band The Fourth Floor with their song Sasquatch Sasquatch delivering in a 
Sasquatch town. Sasquatch are living and he's on the ground. Sasquatch are moving to the New York City. Everybody's looking for the Sasquatch now. Everybody's saying he's a Sasquatch food!